want to turn in your Bibles, we're going to read from John chapter 14, and we'll start at verse 15. And just while you're turning, Father, I just come to you tonight, and I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, every single one of us, God. Lord, that you would minister in such a way that we would see the value of our own life and testimony and the need that we have of you and you alone. I pray, God, that we would leave this place just more free, more filled with you, God, and more equipped to be what you've called us to be in this body. In Jesus' name, amen. When we're reading in this passage, Jesus is about to go back and um, to heaven, and he's making a promise to his disciples here. So in verse 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do you love the Lord tonight? Isn't it a privilege that we even have the ability to obey his commandments? I mean, they're impossible just in your own strength, but because of the grace of God given to us, because we're no longer sinners anymore. Yeah, I'm still carrying around that old nature, but I've been born again. And there's a life placed within me that's born from above. Praise God. 16, and I will pray the father. I'll pray to the father. This is Jesus talking. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And notice the language here. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments God gives the Holy Spirit to those that obey. Are you being obedient? Not by your own strength trying to keep the do's and don'ts, but just free in the knowledge of Christ. I will pray to the Father and he'll give you another comforter. If you love me and you're doing what I tell you to do, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him. It doesn't know him, but you know him for he dwells within you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. So you will know that the spirit of truth is going to come to you. You're going to know that it's guiding you into all truth. You're going to know the union of the Father and the Son, because when I get there, I'm going to pour it back out onto you. The truth and the perfection of the gospel couldn't really be shared with anybody until the spirit of truth had come. It couldn't be made real to the world because the gospel, all ministry, is a work of the Spirit of God. It's not a work of you. It's not a work of me. Aren't you glad? I'm glad of that because I know that I'm just a roofer from Washington State. That's what I am. If you want something done on your roof, I used to be the guy, but the Lord has called me into ministry now. And when I started, I was like, you have got the wrong guy. If you want to know how to patch a roof, you know, that's how we say it where I come from, by the way. But if you want to know how to patch a roof, if you want to know what it needs to look like at this degree, if you've got some eyebrow, I can do all of that. I know all about it. I can do it in my sleep. It's mindless work. I loved it because I could just put on a sermon and just listen to the things of God, put on the, my, my uh, Alexander Scorby, you know, Bible, and he's just preaching that King James Bible to me, you know, and it was wonderful. But then the Lord called me into the ministry, and I was terrified because I didn't realize that he'd already put everything in me that I needed. And so many of you, I've talked to you, I've talked to so many of you, I like to talk to people, man, what are you doing? How'd you get here? You know, what are you doing in the body? And so many of us, we feel like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing in this body. I don't know if I'm equipped to do it. Yes, you are. You're equipped by the Spirit of God. And you know, the Lord's never going to embarrass you. Aren't you glad for that? He doesn't come to embarrass you. 
He comes to display his son through your life. I was talking to Michael tonight, and I'm like, bro, are you, are you, do you ever wonder and marvel that the Lord has called you to work at the sound? He was like, man, I'm just glad they didn't put me on the stage to sing, you know, <laughs> because that's just a part of the body of Christ of who he is. He doesn't want to function in a part of the body that he's not called to. And aren't you glad that the Spirit of God comes into each and every one of you and He begins to change the thoughts and the desires of your heart? And it just becomes an ease to serve the Lord. It just becomes just a delight to sing His praise. Amen? And even the work of the ministry is there's just an ease to it because the Spirit of God that was placed within you wants to do what God is calling you to do. Because it's a work of the Spirit. It's not a work of Abiola to get up here and just play the bass guitar. It wouldn't be the same if he was doing it in the flesh. You know, everything that F&T Worship has done over the past 10 years, that we wouldn't be where we are today as a church if they were doing it in the, spirit, in the flesh. But because it's been a thing of the Spirit, because of everything that happened during 2017, and this opportunity was just given to them, and the Spirit of God had prepared them for the work and was within each and every one of them, they came and it was, there was just a flowing of the Spirit of God. And that's the way it should be, but not just in the church. It should be that way wherever we go. Amen? The disciples were instructed by Christ himself. They'd been with him for three years. They were able to work miracles in his name when he sent them to do so. And, but yet they were still not able, according to Jesus, to speak about his resurrection. Go and wait in Jerusalem until you've been given power from on high. There was still something higher to come. And they could not be involved in that until the Spirit had flooded their being. You know, in John 20, Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Spirit. But yet, then he tells them to go and wait until they were filled with that Spirit. So if you've been born again, you have the Spirit of God. But does he fill your being? Does his thoughts fill your thoughts? Do his praises fill your mouth? When you wake up in the morning, do you wake up with a song in your heart? Do you wake up hearing him in the middle of the night knocking on the door saying, come out to me, my beloved. When you go out on the street, do you find yourself at times just marveling at the words that are coming out of your mouth? And I said this at AFCU just this past week, you know, I wish I had a tape recorder so many times. I actually have one on my phone now because this happens, you know, and you're just like, hold on. I got something to say to you, but I want to record it because I've never heard this before. And it's just coming out of your mouth like a river, out of your belly like a river of living water. And that's what he calls every single one of us too. You weren't saved just to go to heaven someday. No, so much more than that. These disciples were saved, if you will, when Jesus raised from the dead because a whole new covenant was brought in at that point. Everything was new. Receive the Spirit of God, John chapter 20. But before he sent them out, it was only after Christ went to heaven, he said, when I get up there, you're going to know because I'm going to send you something. I'm not saying that it took him 10 days to get there. I'm just saying that when he got up there, he sent something back. And it was real. And when we read in the book of Acts, there is just this incredible change that takes place in the lives of these men. And no matter what background you come from, everybody who is biblically literate knows something changed at that time. 
And I want to I walk in that. I, I want to live in the reality of God's presence. I love what Felix shared about how when he went up there, he's like, oh, I know this. This is so familiar to me. This is, this is, it's just like home. And it's wonderful that God is beginning to move in that way outside of these four walls. I am almost embarrassed that I had to move 2,000 miles to come experience this. So I'm not shocked at all that people are flooding there because they're just so hungry for the presence of the Lord. And it's not just the believers that are hungry for the presence of the Lord. But it's all people in all places. They just don't know it. We come from the hand of God, created in His image. And the answer to every single one of our problems are found in Him and Him alone. He's the only one that can satisfy. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. And he's basically saying that as you go on, and I don't have time, but he has been with them. But now I'm going to send something back that's going to be flooding out of you. It's just not going to be this person standing next to you, but there's going to be something within you that is just pouring out to all people. And it's going to so fill you that it's going to change the thoughts and intent of your heart. And you're going to speak with boldness that you never thought that you could ever be able to have. And with a wisdom that you thought you could never possess. And there's going to be a joy in you that you didn't even realize was possible under a Roman occupation. Before his crucifixion, Christ had told the disciples that they needed more than just his teaching. They needed the Holy Spirit operating in and through their lives. And the same is true with you and I. You know, when you get born again, it is wonderful. I mean, it's just everything that was old. All the burden of my heart was rolled away. I mean, I had a 44 magnum to my head. The night that Jesus came and spoke to me and rescued me from my own foolishness. And just pulled me out of the mire of this horrific world. It was like just suction cut, you know. It's just that sound filled my ears that night. Something happened. But it was just impossible really to explain to you. But you know if it's happened to you. And I was free. But yet, when I would go and speak to people about him, I had no idea what to say. There was just something that was lacking. And for years, I was just going. I mean, when I got born again, I, was, I grew up in a, I was an MK. We traveled the earth. I, you know, I'd been to like 30 countries by the time I was 15. I've been all over the place. But when I got saved... It didn't matter that I had the gold star in Sunday school for memorizing all the, scripture, memorizing all the scriptures. And I could just quote them like that. It, it, it wasn't, there was no power in it. And I remember I was on the mission field 14 years before I was filled with the Spirit of God. 14 years of just trying in my own strength. Why doesn't this work? And some people would get saved because God's word just doesn't return void. But the power to be a witness just wasn't there. And it was so frustrating. And so I would scheme and plan, and I'd read the 12-step book. And just, how does this thing work? And I'd go to my leadership and say, I don't get it. How come this doesn't? Well, God is sovereign. 
He's just going to do whatever, and we're just out here sowing the seed. We're casting our bread upon the water. And we don't know where we're going to find it after many days. And all this stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, but when I look at the book of Acts, I'm not even a second cousin to these people. How come I'm not seeing this in my life? Am I not saved? Maybe I'm not really called to ministry. Maybe I'm not really called. Maybe it's just a platform thing. Maybe it's just for the bigwigs. I'm so glad of what you said, Felix. You know, there's no big wig in Asbury. A young man that shared this beautiful sermon on just the love of God. I've never heard of him before or since. Just Jesus has taken center stage. And his spirit is moving in the hearts of people to give thousands of dollars to a young man. The body of Christ loving one another. The gifts of the Spirit flowing. My God, folks, that's what we need every, every single day. And I praise God that we have it here. But are we taking it out there? And so many of us in this room also, do we really have it? Because, you know, I watch. I'm an observer of people. And it's always the same folks in this altar. Prayer meeting, it's always the same person on the microphone. I'm like, I'm waiting for the day when we'll never see Andrew and Leah up here again on the microphone at a prayer meeting. Because they won't have to. And we'll see more and more of you, more and more of you coming, that you'd minister to us in prayer so that it wouldn't be a platform deal, but it would be the body of Christ. There would be a burden in your heart because you're filled with the Spirit of God, and he's calling you to pray for the people and the needs and our nation and our city and our state and what's going on in people's lives. You've got a word of exhortation. You've got a word of encouragement. You just... Flowing out of you is a river of living water. I don't really have a sermon tonight. I just want to encourage you. Because what I see up at Asbury, and I've watched, I didn't go with Felix, but I've just been watching the videos on YouTube, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, that's exactly what we have. And so when he said that, he sent a text. I was like, hmm. Why do we always keep it in the altar? How come we're not taking it home? How come we're not taking it to work? Do we think that this is something we just come to the church house and we're like, okay, now I'm going to meet with God? Or are we like, I am actually filled with the Spirit of God. He's overflowing. He's just pouring out at me. And that is all my confidence. It's not in my own understanding. It's not in my ability to exegete to you the entire book of Obadiah. But it's that there's a life inside of me that just wants out. And it just, it just lives. And I'm, I'm so afraid all the time, right? Because I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid to let it be rejected. But Jesus told us, he's like, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Why? Because it's his life that's living within you. And it's his life that's wanting to pour out of you. So don't be afraid. Don't fear rejection. Just let the river flow. Amen. He commanded these disciples not to tell the world anything. Just go wait in Jerusalem. If you haven't been filled with the Spirit of God, just wait. Just wait on the Lord and have faith that He's going to do what only He can do. He told them, you're going to receive power after the Spirit of God comes upon you. And then and only then are you going to bear witness of me. That was my reality. I'm telling you, I just frustrated myself 
so much until a simple man that none of you have ever heard of stood up in a pulpit one day and just said what I'm saying to you in a very easy way. There was no yelling and screaming. He wasn't doing cartwheels across the stage. He wasn't, his head wasn't spinning around, you know, all that stuff. But he's like, if you just need to be filled with the Spirit of God, and I was like, I do. Because I'm sick and tired of eking my way through ministry. Every single one of you are called to minister Christ in one way or another. Because we're vessels of the Lord. You've been dug out of the quarry of humanity. You're living stones that are built together a spiritual house. You're of utmost importance. I said this, I don't know when will ever the last time I preach, but do we realize the value that we bring to this body? I mean, y'all are the Wednesday night crowd. You know, this is like the core group. And the value that you bring to the body of Christ is indescribable. And it's said from this pulpit all the time that it's the ministry of this church is not this pulpit, it's you. Do you believe that? I mean, I'm looking at some of you that are just so active in the ministry. It's awesome on your job. If I had the time, I'd list your names. But what's the point? Because your names are listed in heaven. I can have such confidence to know that Christ in me is everything. Do you know that? Have you forgotten? Do you really believe that it's your ability to, you know, get your degree at LSU and now this is what you're going to do? And you're like, you know, some of us are doing things. We want to be used of God in the ministry, but we're going to LSU because God's called us there. And so we're like, I don't even want to do this, but I'm just doing it because I know someday it's going to open doors for ministry. Praise God. But are we looking at that and saying, this is what's going to qualify me. This is what's going to open the doors for me. Maybe in the eyes of men, but not in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God, it's only his spirit. He's the only one that opens doors that no man can open and shuts doors that no man can shut. Do you believe that that's possible through your life? Do you believe that you've actually been called to be a minister? Not from a platform, perhaps. Some of you met Miss Ursula, my father's sweetheart from New Zealand. And she's a greeter at her church. And we were talking about that, and she was saying how the, just the joy of being that greeter is everything to her. Because she's found her place in the body of Christ. And she was just saying how out of her will just pour these words of just encouragement and delight to the people. Scriptures, whatever it might be, that the Lord will just speak out of her to people as they're coming into the house of God. She says, it's the most wonderful thing, and I know it's not me. And we just... We so often don't think anything of that. And I just want to encourage you tonight that that is everything. Only after they were filled with the Spirit were the apostles able to be capable ministers. Not ministers of the letter. Ministers of the Spirit. Fourteen years I was a minister of the letter. And all oh, was horrific. It was terrible. And I know that some of you feel that way. I know some of you feel like, I'm just unable to do this. I went on the LSU outreach team, and I just couldn't do it. And back in the day when, 
You know, you guys used to go down to Third Street or whatever it was. Danielle, is that right? Or, you know, and it was just like nothing happened. And I went and people were just angry. And I met all these drunk. Let's just, you know, and now Bill and Marcel want me to go to this Jewish thing. And I even feel a tugging on my heart by the Holy Ghost. And I'm just like, that's just not who I am. Because I've tried it all in the past and it never worked. Could it be that you just weren't ministering by the Spirit? Fourteen long years. I know all about it. Second Corinthians 3, 6, who has also made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit brings life. You can't minister life unless you're filled with life. Are you filled with life tonight? If you're born again, you can be because you've got a vessel now to offer the Lord. Here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up. He said to those people, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost in a few days, Acts 1 and 5. And in that day, you'll know that I'm in you, John 14, 20. And we must know that the Spirit is in us before we should go out and minister. I don't care if you speak in tongues more than anybody. The Corinthian church did. But man, those people weren't filled with the Spirit. I don't know what they were filled with. Seemed like they were filled with wine to me. Maybe that's the whole reason why Paul wrote in Ephesians 5, 18, don't be drunk with wine. Well, you know, it's just crazy the things that people do. And it's like Felix was saying, what is the fruit of that? It's love. That's what it is. That's the maturity. And Paul even brings that up. To the, I'll show you a more excellent way. Because you can't feign love. You can't fake it. People know if it's real or not. You can fake tongues all day long. I've seen it happen. Somebody taught me to speak in tongues when I was 15 years old. I wasn't even born again. We don't need that nonsense. Salvation is the inward birth of the life of Christ within us. Praise God for that. It's amazing. And nothing but a new creature can understand the realities of God. Nothing but a new creature can even read the word of God and, and can it be interpreted to their heart. Not at all. They're blind. I am that man in John chapter 9. I was blind, but boy, oh boy, when he saved me, I could see. But being able to see did not equip me to be able to give. It just didn't. It was just, I don't know why the Lord works in this way, but see it right there on the pages of Scripture. And the Holy Spirit doesn't come on me. He comes on Christ within me. You've got to be born again to have this Spirit. Everyone that's born of the Spirit becomes a vessel. doesn't matter if you're an expert in scriptural doctrine, if you've been to four or five seminaries. Those people can talk all about the gospel. I'm in seminary. I listen to them. I write my papers. I turn them in, and I get rebuked all the time. But when someone's filled with the Spirit of God, there's just life pouring out of them and love and just they have patience with those that you're like, Man, that person is so annoying. And you're like, yeah, I know, but I just love to be around them. I don't even know why. I have time for them. I'm not going to allow them to waste my time, but I have time for weaker vessels in the church. Because the Spirit of God is within me. And so the gospel is alive within me because I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And he's controlling my thoughts towards these people. And, and so they see a living Christ in you. They don't see a performance. That's why I hate professionalism in the pulpit. And I hate the preacher voice, even though sometimes it comes on me too. I just like real people, you know? And it's like whenever you find real people that are born again and filled with the Spirit of God, you never want to leave their presence. 
Because where two or three are gathered, he's there. And it's just like what Felix experienced up in Asbury. And it's just like we experience here in this altar all the time. There's just a peace there. Why don't we take it outside this building? No man can know true salvation by just agreeing what is said about Christ in history. The greatest life of Christ book, this is what they taught me in seminary, and I went and read the guy's book, actually. But the greatest life of Christ, it's all the details of, you know, okay, he was born here, and these are all the, and it's just perfect in every little detail. The guy that wrote is not even born again. He's a historian. He's done all of his research, and what did the life of Christ produce, and all these things about the life of Christ. I'm like, wow, this guy gets it 100% accurate, but he's not saved. The guy who wrote the history of Christianity for Zondervan, Zondervan's handbook of Christianity, is written by a man that denies the deity of Christ. And he knows more about church history than any of us in this room. It's only by the Spirit. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, for we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Nothing can redeem man except for the power that created man. The Lord and the Lord alone. Amen? This is the same power that was moving on the waters at the beginning of creation. We had a minister's meeting the other day. And our, our good friend Michael, he's a Lutheran pastor here in town. I love this man. Because every time we get together, we just talk about Christ. He has a very interesting background. And we were discussing this whole thing about being filled with the Spirit of God. And what is the whole entire purpose of this? It's to be a minister. It's to be a minister. The work of the ministry. Not a preacher. Not just some orator that stands up here with all their professionalism and oh, they're such a great speaker and all this stuff. No. But a minister of life. That when you sit down with someone at a coffee shop, they're like, what in the world? How come you're happy when all this horrible stuff is going on in your life? How come Mr. Billy's got a smile on his face at his meetings and he's able to testify to all those people in there because he's filled with the Spirit of God? For ministry. So that Christ will be made alive. Amen? When we come to Christ, the blood cleanses us. We're saved. Now he begins the process of sanctification, changing you into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we walk in the Spirit, we begin to overcome the things that we are of, that we are naturally, you know, this process of sanctification, being conformed to His image. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, okay, so now you've come into Christ and you've got to learn all these things and this is going to take time now for you to be able to minister to Christ because you don't know anything. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the peace of God that can just flow out of your life even though you know hardly anything because you're filled with the Spirit of God. The wisdom that can come out of your the joy and the love and the comfort, this comforter that was given to us when we were filled with the Spirit, can come out of your life to other people that are just going through misery. Words of wisdom and knowledge that later on you'll read in the Scripture and say, there it is! God told me that last month! It actually came out of my mouth when I was talking to someone at Walmart. Because I'm filled with the Spirit of God. If we think that a total dependence upon the Holy Ghost for this thing is unreasonable, please come and see me for about an hour and a half tomorrow. Let's just go out for a cup of coffee. Because I would love to just unpack this, but I just don't have time tonight. But I'll sum it up in this. 
If we're not ministering by the Spirit, we're killing people by the letter. And we're ministering out of the flesh. We're ministering out of what we know instead of what we are. Wouldn't you rather have that? Isn't it wonderful when people sit down and talk to you and there's just a, there's just a flowing of who they are. And when who they are is filled with Christ, it's even, it's 10 billion times better. It's impossible to describe how much greater that is. There's never any real fruit in ministry until it's not I but Christ in me. Then there's just this natural thing. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Talk to Christy Furlow about it. What happened before and now? Complete change. You that have been at this church have watched it happen in her life. I don't even know if he came to church half the time beforehand. But things change. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Minister of the things of God. If we come to Christ and we're born again, man, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ability for the grace of God to flow through our lives to others where their lives are completely changed. And they know I have been in the presence of somebody that is not of this world. And it's not you. It's the Holy Ghost. It's a river of life that just pours out of you. There's groups of Christians, I've been around them, I've ministered with them for years, that reject a lot of what I'm saying because they're afraid that it's going to get out of control because of the abuse and the manipulation of men. And fake garbage that destroys people. It doesn't bring life. It's just a letter learned zeal. And so it produces the same thing that it did in the scriptures. Pharisees. It produces the same thing it produced in church history. Popes. Now we're going to lord it over you because we're the bigwigs. This is a platform deal. By God, you're not allowed to do that. We're watching you. It's horrible. Absolute horrible. A letter learned zeal always comes to that. And today, many Protestant, evangelical, I don't know what we call ourselves, born again, churches today, real biblical churches, so many of them operate without the life of God. And they don't have idols where they come in, like in the Philippines, you know. Have you ever been there? And you see the Santa Nino, this is little baby statue. And it's supposed to be Christ as a baby. And oh, my goodness, they're in every hospital. And they're just polished smooth because the people come in, they rub them. They rub them like a genie in a bottle. Just rub that Santa Nino. They rub them for good luck. We don't have those images of idols in our churches, but we have images of doctrine, don't we? Grace, works, election, sanctification, all these terms that most of the church doesn't even know what it means. They all have their own worshipers, and it just brings such division to the body of Christ. So great is their blindness that brother is set against brother. I have watched it happen, just trying to destroy other churches, other people, using the pulpit, this sacred desk, which is to edify and bring life to the body of Christ, to rebuke and to bring death to people individually in the audience. Calling people out, it's horrible. It's not a spirit of life. It's not, a, it's not real ministry. Because real ministry is the work of the Spirit. 
The Spirit of alone. It doesn't work any other way. Isn't that encouraging? That's <laughs> so encouraging because I don't know, have to know how to do it. I don't have to be trained. I can just, what that Spirit in me loves to do, Spirit of God, that new creation, I can do. I can do that. It's amazing to watch Kevin, you know, bringing the pulpit up here tonight. Just serving the body of Christ. It's in the altars, praying for people, praying in tongues, Spirit of God, moving in his life. Hates being in front of people. No problem bringing this up here. Why? Ministering to the body. And so all fear in that place just melts away. You guys have... Most of you know what I'm talking about. Because the Lord, even if you've never been filled, He gives you glimpses of this. And it's almost like in Song of Solomon, beating on that door. And He's just like, I have so much more to tell you. But you cannot bear it now. But come out with me, my beloved. Let go of those things that are hindering you. Let go of your expectation. Let go of your fear. Let go of your pride. Jesus compares the religion of the learned Pharisees with whitened sepulchers and outwardly beautiful, but inwardly, they're full of dead men's bones. They weren't filled with the Spirit. I'd rather be outwardly hideous and be filled with the life of God. We had this woman. She came from Russia, USSR. I don't remember what year it was, 88, something like that. We gave our, their, them our couch. They came as refugees. I don't know how they got out. But anyhow, she wants to sing in the church when I'm a kid. You know, I'm 10 years old. And it was the most miserable singing you ever heard in your life. I mean, it was just terrible. Fighting cats, you know, bad stuff. But I'm telling you, a young man, not born again. And I'm just like, why are we listening to this? This is horrific. And I looked around the church. I was sitting on the second road, right where Shailen's sitting. I looked around the church and tears are running down people's faces because deep was crying out to deep. It's not in your performance. Ministry is a work of the Spirit of God. And it's, it's just amazing. You know, my family, my mom's side of the family is Jewish. How in the world could this religion, which was so serious in all of its laws, I mean, these people, they were so outwardly beautiful. But yet Jesus comes along, who is truth itself speaking. Okay? That's truth. He's saying these people are full of dead men's bones and hypocrisy. Some, it's just, everything looked perfect, but it was a religion of their own ability. It was a religion of self. It was a religion of do's and don'ts. It was a natural man taking the word of God, running it through their carnal thinking. I can do this. You don't want to. It'll just be death. It'll be you. You'll never bring real life to people. But if you'll be filled with the Spirit, out of you can flow. And yet so many times we try to function in the Spirit by the works of the flesh. We want to give a word of prophecy. We want to give a word of exhortation. We want to bring a scripture. We want to pray over these people. And you can just tell there isn't a flow. I did that for years. And it's just self. What is self? Self is a creature that's broken off from God. There's an angel there with a flaming sword. Can't come back. 
into the garden. But the new creation can. Hallelujah. Even more and again, the veil's been rent in two. You can come boldly into the Holy of Holies. It's wonderful. There's so many Christians that are careful to observe times and seasons, rituals of worship. But once they leave the service, they come in here, they're, they're on their knees or tears running down their face. And then they leave the service and they go out and they act like they were never here. When I was in East Africa, this is just ridiculous. But, you know, it's like half of the barber shops in town, even the supermarkets, it's like Jesus saves supermarket. The grace of God here at Barber, you know? I mean, it's just amazing. Any of you ever been there? Evan. It's just incredible. You know, all the taxi cabs. Jesus saves taxi. They all got Jesus on them. The love of God. The Holy Spirit taxi cab service. All this stuff. And yet, it's like that area of the world is the only place I know where all the taxi cabs are born again, but all the drivers are going to hell. (laughs) You know? It's just they, they cut you off in traffic. They're, you know, yelling and screaming at you. But boy, they got it written on the car. It's crazy. What we are here, we should be out there. It should be more evident out there than it should be here. Because the darkness should expose the light. I tell you what, I was in a cave. I was in Croatia a number of years ago. We climbed, we weren't spelunking, you know, we didn't have a clue what we were doing, but this pastor wanted to take us. And so we're like, don't kill us, you know, what's down in this place? And we got our, so we got way down in there and he's like, everybody turn off your lights. And so we are all sitting on these rocks and we turn them off and we're just, I mean, it's black as black could be. You couldn't see your hand right here. And then after we'd been in there for a minute, he just turned on that indiglow light on his watch and it lit up the whole cave. When we were outside, he turned it on again. He could hardly see it was even lit. That's how you should be. I mean, that light should just shine forth in the darkness. And yes, it's glorious here because there's all these lights together. It's like the birthday cake for the 95-year-old. You're like, look out for the fire department. But when you go out there, that light can still shine. And it should shine so bright. And be so exposed. And there should just be a river of living water coming out of us. Because what we are is not locked up in this building. You've been born of the Spirit of God. Let Him fill every facet of your life. (laughs) Folks, this world's passing with the wind. I just spent the last two days in marriage counseling for my 74-year-old father. That is a weird position to be in. I'm counseling these two 70-year-olds, you know, are you getting married? And we're, gonna, we're, t- we're going over the Word of God together, and we're going over their issues. And I'm just like, Lord. Amen, Grace. But I'm just thinking, we are just so, we get comfortable with who we think we are. And we don't want to change. We don't. This is the way I do it. This is who I am in the body of Christ. Don't change me. Little tug, you know, the Lord. Bill and Marcel are doing the Jewish. I'm not interested. 
I went with them one time to New York, and I can tell you I failed miserably. And so many times we rob ourselves of the beauty of the ministry of God pouring out of us because the last time we tried, we ministered in the flesh. Did you know when the Lord is calling you to do something? It is probably one of the best responses that you could ever have is to say, yes, Lord, but I can't. Fill me, Lord, so that you can. You look at every single person that God ever used in the Old Testament, that's exactly what happened. Moses didn't have a clue. You can't, listen, got the wrong guy. Gideon, we went over this whole week. I mean, I'm telling you, last week. But yet ignorant and unlearned men Here's this man, Peter, denier of Christ. I mean, we would, nobody would have ever picked him in this church to be on the deacon board, even. And yet the Spirit of God filled him. And in three minutes, it takes about that long, two minutes maybe, to read his sermon there in the book of Acts. 3,000 people came into the kingdom of God. Because he was filled with the Spirit of God. This was a man who was telling Jesus, you're not going to go to the cross. This was a man that had absolutely zero understanding of anything. Like me. But there's a life within him now. And the wind blew in that place. We were in India. Maybe it was Pakistan. I don't know. But anyhow, here's this three-foot fan. We're out in this village. And they've got the wheat in this blanket. And they're throwing it up. And the fans just blowing the chaff. Just blowing the chaff away. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. The wind just blew in that place to blow away the chaff from those men's lives. That's what I see when I read that. Fire comes to just burn up the old nature. Just get rid of it. Just to move it out of their life so that Christ would be able to fill that place. And we constantly think that we're supposed to minister by our mind and our cleverness and our education. And it's like, that's not your ministry. It should be of the Spirit. The Spirit should be able to flow out of us. Nothing could be more scriptural than to speak in the name of Jesus, but we're to live in that name. And if Christianity hasn't changed the ordinary course of a person's life, what in the world has it ever done for them? We need reality is what I'm saying. That everything we experience in this altar would be real out there. In our home, in our business, as we walk wherever it is that we walk. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and everything's become new. We say that we believe that. But sometimes I wonder if we really do. And we allow doubt and unbelief to rule and control our lives and fear to dominate us. Because we're afraid of rejection. Who isn't? Rejection's miserable. It's horrible. It's one of the greatest fears that man has. And everybody's experienced it. Anybody who says they're not afraid of rejection is lying to you. 
Everybody wants to be patted on the back. We're from Louisiana. That's why you have to tell somebody for half an hour how wonderful they are before you confront them on some issue here. Only whatever it might be. Spirit is going to work you know. in the kingdom of God. You know. If you're asking him. If you don't to, know, ask him. He'll tell you. Whatever it if might we walk be. in the spirit, you know. it's acceptable to the Lord. You know. If you're asking, he said, if, if you we don't walk after the flesh, we're going to die. Romans 8, If 13. we walk in the spirit, you have to be alive to, to die. Lord. So these are people that are born again. He said, if we walk after the flesh, we're going to die. New creatures just going back to a you letter. You have to be alive to die. So these are people that are born again. Religion of do's and creatures just got to be that. Got to do that. Zeal. Mechanical dead religion never brings life. Religion of just the work of the old do's nature. and don'ts. Got to be this. Got to do that. Wait Mechanical dead religion never brings life. Leave good courage. Just the work of the old nature. Leave it behind. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait till you're endued with power from Leave on high. So that you can actually do what he's calling you to do because Wait, it's not you anymore. Lord, but it's Christ. Wait till you're endued with Christ power from you, on high. Everything. So that you can actually do what that's he's calling you God. to do because it's not you anymore. You know, Christ. I was recently discussing with somebody you, just a couple days ago. That's the about this young man who preached this message. You know, I was recently discussing with somebody just a couple days ago about this young man who preached this message. University. Last Wednesday, that started week, this, today. and he Revival. said to me, "At Asbury University, that guy's Wednesday, not filled with the Holy Ghost." And he said to me, "Because of where they come from, that guy's not filled with the Holy Ghost." Ah, university's just full of dead religion, man. I know those professors. Where they come from? He was just tearing everybody down, you know. Ah, university's just full of dead religion, man. I know those professors. You know him personally. He was just tearing everybody down. So I asked him, "How do you know?" You know that he's not filled. Do you with the know spirit? him personally. How do you know? You know that he's not filled with the spirit. How do you know someone's filled with the spirit? How do you know? Because they can speak in tongues. How do you know someone's filled with the spirit? Because they can speak in tongues. From the back row is coming truth. You know how you know someone's filled with the Holy Ghost because they act like Jesus. From the back row. Is coming truth. You know how you know someone's filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, they're not filled with the Spirit of God. Really? Do you know him? No, but they don't appear to be. Oh, they're not filled with the Spirit of God. Really? Do you know him? No, but they don't appear to be. Don't judge one another. People always want to run to that. Don't judge one another. God's not. That scripture isn't speaking to anybody else but you. Be filled with the Spirit. God's not, so many times that's we sit in the church service or we read the word of God and we're like, man, I wish that John was just listening to this right now. So many times we sit in the church service or we read the word of God and we're like, man, I wish that John was just listening to this right now. What the spirit of God would say to us. We read our Bible that way. If Sister Susie was here, she needs to hear this. God commands me to be filled with the spirit. the spirit of God would say to us. We read our Bibles that way. It's amazing. And if I God commands me to be filled with the spirit. Am I refusing the command of God? And if he I never said it would be that, nice if you were filled with the Spirit. Am I he never said, fellas, maybe you should go and wait in Jerusalem. He never said it would be nice oh, if you Oh, you can wait someplace. It doesn't really matter. You he never said, fellas, maybe you, you know should go Lord, and you know wait in I'm Jerusalem. Oh, you can wait someplace. It he doesn't told really them exactly matter. what Why to do. Why don't you just go and do whatever? And Paul warned us, if we're going to walk in the flesh, it's going to produce nothing but the flesh. 
He told them exactly what to do. Everything is merely and just Paul a show warned us, if we're of religion. It's a show that the natural mind can understand. And that's Without why the Holy those Ghost, people are going to Asbury University and they're saying, of religion. don't give us it's religion that the we're natural so mind can understand. understand. And that's we why those people are going to Asbury University and they're saying, don't give us religion that we're so sick of it, we're drowning in it. That's been reported to my knowledge. We just want his presence. And there's no miracles that are taking place that I know of. Nothing that's, that's been reported what people are so hungry knowledge. for. They just want reality. We've had so many the gimmicks. Of God. All throughout the 50s and 60s, it was that's all about the miracles. People are so hungry for. They just want and reality. You know, it was almost like We've God had, so had to withdraw gimmicks. himself from all of that all because the it became so the 60s. It was all about the miracles. That the Lord, and those you know, people just it was wanted to get like to God the had to withdraw man. himself from all of that because it became so much about the miracles that the Lord, those people just wanted to get to the miracle man. They didn't really want to get to the prince and have our being. I mean, if I... That's, I, that's what I'm desperate in for. In him we live and move and have our being. I don't know about you. I mean, if I... But I'm a dumb kid from Washington State. That's what I'm desperate for. And the Lord has called me into ministry. I don't know ministry, about you. Which used to be terrifying. But I'm a dumb kid from Washington State. But now I've learned that I don't have to pretend. And the Lord has called me into ministry. I've learned that I don't have to advertise myself. used to be terrifying. Myself. I don't have to try to be but now something I've learned that I don't have to pretend. I can just be. I've learned that I don't have to advertise myself. And I can just I don't have to try to be something in, my life. in the body of Christ. I, I don't care. I'm not trying to God make people think that I'm something. And I, I don't want to have a preacher's voice. I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. I don't care. I'm not trying to make people think that I'm something. I don't want to have a preacher's voice. I want to be real. I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes to make you. I want to enter into make you real. That out of you would flow reality. And that's what the, the Holy Spirit comes to make of the you. Lord. He comes to make you real. Anything else is not real. Out of you would flow reality. What you call it by the anointing. It might have good doctrine, but it's not real. Anything else, it's not, is not life. real Christianity. And there's such a. It might have good doctrine of it in our but society it's not real. today. It's not life that people are running and there's all such over the country from moving two miles of it in our society today. To be in the that people are running all over the country from moving 2,000 miles to a place and that they despise are filled with it. to be in the presence of God. Take it out there. And you, if are you're not filled with it. with it, get filled with it. Take it Don't out fake there. it. Just wait. If you're not filled with it, the Holy get Ghost is real. He's a real person. It. Just this isn't some force. We don't have to come crawling. The Holy Ghost the is real. Oh, I don't know if I'm He's worthy. a real person. I'm kidding. Nobody's worthy. This isn't some force. We don't have to come crawling to the Lord. Oh, I don't know if I'm worthy. not filled with spirit, are you don't kidding? go to Nobody's sleep worthy. tonight until you are. Amen. How do you know if you're filled? If you're not filled with the Spirit, don't there go ain't to sleep no way until you are. Amen. That the Holy Spirit fills your entire How do you know if you you're filled? Have. So if you have there that question. There ain't no way you just that the Holy Spirit fills your entire being that you don't so if you have that question, you just it's not a special person praying for you. Just meet him in an altar. The scripture says if we obey him, that's all you need. If we'll have faith it's in not his a special word. person praying he for you. He says it's without faith the scripture it's says if we obey him. For whoever we'll wants to draw near must believe that he's real. He says it's without he's faith, a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. For whoever wants to draw near must believe that he's real. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently I need his presence every day, church. Hebrews eleven and six. I want it to be real in me. That when I meet people I out there at the gas pump, church, that they would see I something want it to be in me real that they me. haven't seen before. 
that when I, I was meet doing a return at Walmart, the my dad had that laser. You guys, they would see something in me that they Monday haven't seen night. It was horrible about that thing at Walmart. I, I was, was doing a return at Walmart. My dad had. And that when I'm doing my returns, the lady behind the thing. I mean, everybody's upset about that thing. Things not working, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." And when I'm doing my returns, the lady behind the thing. I mean, everybody's upset now. Things not working, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." And she's and people are. So when I got up there, that wasn't what I did, and she knew it, and she's like. And so when she I got up there, and she's like, that wasn't what I did. Thank you. And she so knew much. it. And God she's like, with me. she just stepped back and I she's said, like, oh, yes, ma'am. Thank she you saw so much different in me for having patience with Isn't me. Isn't that how it should be everywhere? I we said, go. oh, yes, Shouldn't ma'am. we be carriers of peace? And she saw something and different joy? in me. Isn't that how it should be? I need be the presence of God to be real and strong. Shouldn't in we be carriers of peace so and joy? There. Not in an I need the presence of God to be real and strong in me. And I can speak in tongues so and everybody thinks I got, oh, Brother Noah got touched. Not in an altar. No, no. Where I can feign it. But we're out there. The speak in tongues and everybody thinks I got, there's a reality that begins to flow through my life. No, no. And it's real. But we're out there. So as these musicians come and there's a reality that begins to worship tonight, let's come in faith to the Lord. I'm going to read it. So as these musicians come and. But well, let's come in faith, believing that it's real, and that He actually does reward the Lord. I'm going to read a scripture diligently. Seek Him. But let's come in faith, believing that it's real, and that He actually does reward If you're born Lord. again, you can be. diligently. You have the Spirit him. of God. The Bible so says you fill allow Him to fill. If you're your born again, you can be. So I have with these words of the Apostle Paul. So now just allow Him to fill their entire being, brothers and sisters. So I close with the imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Therefore, Christ loved brothers us, and sisters and gave himself up the imitators of God, fragrant offering, beloved children, and walk in God. love as Christ loved from sexual immorality and, and gave himself up to your covetous a fragrant offering and should not be named among you as proper sin. Sexual immorality and there be no filthiness or covetous, no foolish talk that should not be named among you as proper saints. But let there be thanks, there be no filthiness. No foolish For talk, you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, let there be covetous. That is an idolater. For you may be sure of no this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, let no one deceive you with their empty words. That is an idolater. Has no and because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sun. Let no one deceive you with their empty words. Therefore, don't become partners with them. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the son of disobedience. Therefore, don't become partners with them. So walk as children of light. For one time, you were in darkness. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and the light of the Lord. So walk as children try of to light. discern what is pleasing to For the, the Lord. fruit of light is no found in all that is good works and darkness and truth. But instead expose them and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord and take no part in shameful even to speak of the things that people But instead expose them. But when anything is exposed by the light it becomes shameful even to speak of the things that For anything that becomes visible is light. But when anything is exposed by the light it becomes visible. Arise from the dead and cry. Anything that becomes visible is light. Look carefully how you walk. The scripture says awake sleeper wise. Arise from the dead use of the time because the days are evil. Look carefully how you walk. Not as the understand what the will of making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore don't be foolish. Understand what the will of God is. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So don't be drunk with wine. Singing and making melody with the Lord with your heart and giving thanks always. Psalms and hymns and everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Making melody to the Lord with your heart and giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence. If you've never Lord. been filled, never had that reality, to be refilled then tonight. Then and ask Him to fill you tonight. If you've never been filled, every never had that reality. 
Worship Him out of the depth of your heart. And ask Him to fill you tonight. Come and believe that Surrender God is everything to you. And that He's a rewarder. Worship Him out of the depth of, those of your that heart. Diligently seek Come him. and believe that God is real. We and need that His Spirit to transform us to be a of those that diligently God. seek Him. No, not that so that we'll move like a cow. We need His God. Spirit to transform us that to be with real to a lost world. No, not that God so that we'll move like a cow. Has filled like us with His presence so that we would be that real carry out there. to a lost world. Because God so invite everybody has to come and make an altar of prayer, phrase that we would carry out there. But to worship so the Lord, everybody the to come and make an altar of phrase or choir of phrase. Because we need to be real people. Here. Not but to people worship the Lord out of the depth of our doctrines. But a people that because have met we need God. to be real people. A people that have been in His presence. Not people that are religious and just believe these doctrines. There but a people that have met God. One pastor said, I'd love that if it was happening at Asbury, this became the norm. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful? Everywhere. One pastor said, I'd love Carriers it if what was happening God. at Asbury just became the norm of, this spirit. of Christians at Bethlehem. That he can move you to minister God by the Spirit. Worshippers of would this you just spirit. Seek him tonight at Bethlehem. Would you just worship? That he can move through to minister Hallelujah. by the Spirit. Would you just seek him tonight? Would you just worship him, oh God?